I'm Troy Christensen, and this is the FEMA Podcast. In the wake of large disasters across the country, FEMA responds with its employees and with assets from across the federal government to help communities recover. In addition, FEMA has its own branch of AmeriCorps, called FEMA Corps, to help bolster our disaster response. It is a program designed to provide young adults with training in emergency management while helping disaster survivors all across the country. Today, we are joined by Jack Connolly and Ariana French, two FEMA Corps team leads, to discuss the program. And be sure to stick around at the end of the episode when we speak with four FEMA Corps members working in the public assistance branch in Minnesota. We will talk about their work and how they work as a team to help communities throughout the state recover from flooding. I'm here with Ariana French and Jack Connolly, two FEMA Corps team leads currently stationed in Minnesota. Jack and Ariana, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Tell me a little bit about FEMA Corps. If you were giving somebody an elevator pitch, what would you tell them about the program? Yeah, so FEMA Corps is a national service program. Uh, It was created in 2012, and it is a partnership with AmeriCorps, NCCC, and FEMA. So basically how the program runs is that young Americans from the ages of 18 to 24 sign up to do 10 months of service. And the service basically comes down to working with FEMA. Um, What that looks like uh, could range from a wide variety of things. Uh, Mainly, FEMA Corps members uh, get deployed to uh, active disasters across the country. Um, A lot of the divisions that they work in can be logistics or public assistance, uh, individual assistance. Um, So that's some of the, you know, the the divisions that FEMA Corps members are going to work in. And they do it for 10 months and you're a team-based program. So you're living with the people you're working with. Um, You know, you got to be able to get comfortable with each other. Um, But you become your own family in, in some sense of the word. You know, you are, you know, the people that you rely on and you're traveling together, you're working together. Um, so far, it's been a wonderful experience. Um, so if I had to sum up FEMA Corps in a quick, uh, you know, soundbite, that's what it would look like. And Ariana, so tell me, how, how many teams are there? You guys mentioned that you're Topaz and Sapphire, correct? Yeah. As the team names. Tell me about that. How does that, how did that come about? Sure. Um, so the basic structure is that there are three separate units. Um, for the Pacific Region Campus uh, FEMA Corps program, we have Topaz, Sapphire, and Jade. Um, there are usually about eight teams per unit. Um, I believe right now we're sitting at 22, if I can remember correctly off the top of my head. Uh, so we have two, 22 separate teams uh, who are currently deployed across the country, and we have one in Guam and one in, one in Saipan right now. Well, what's life like on the road? I mean, a lot of people have these visions of, you know, FEMA and FEMA Corps going from disaster to disaster. But, you know, what, what is it life actually like when you're out at a disaster? Sure. Um, So it varies greatly. It really depends on which region you're going to and what type of situation you're going into. Um, A lot of the times uh, when teams are being deployed to active disasters, um, again, even in that, what your experience is like uh, varies greatly. For us, technically, we are in an active disaster and we're staying, you know, at a relatively nice hotel in a very nice city. Um, Whereas there have been teams who get deployed to places like Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria and um, have to stay offshore on a ship and, you know, in that kind of situation. Um, So it really depends on where you're going and what um, 
what the response is looking like. Um, they basically tell us to be prepared for anything and everything. Um, we do deploy out with cots and things like that in case we do need them. And it's not unusual for teams to end up staying long term at places like YMCA camps, um, churches, places like that. Or, you know, you can get as nice as we did and <laughs> end up in a pretty decent hotel. Um, so it really just depends on where you're going and what you're going for. And how long are the terms? You guys mentioned the 10-month terms. When does that start and when does that end? Um, so for us, uh, for the team leaders, we always go in a month early because we get a month of training and then our core members come. Um, so for us, we started in July. Everyone will be done at the end of May. Um, I believe that they are turning the program in a, into an actual full-year program starting with next the next FEMA core round, which will be with the Southern Region Campus, and that starts in March. So they should be going March to March, I believe. And, and tell me about how you guys got into these positions. I mean, you obviously have your own FEMA core stories probably before you were even team leads. So, Jack, I'll have you start. Uh, what's your FEMA core story? What got you interested in the program? Yeah, so I graduated from college in May of 2018, and I joined uh, AmeriCorps, but I joined uh, their state and national program. And so I did a service year um, at a host site in New York City, and the agency that I worked for was the New York City Office of Emergency Management. Um, So that's kind of where I got my first exposure to emergency management at the local level. You know, I, I loved it there. You know, I had a great amount. Uh, of knowledge that I gained from everybody who worked there. And so once my service year was coming to an end, I was kind of looking for, you know, that next step, that next opportunity. And I wanted to gain response experience. I think that's one of the most uh, crucial perspectives you can gain um, as an emergency manager is going to an active disaster, uh, you know, living there, working there and solving the problems there. So once uh, I think I was just doing some research online and I heard about FEMA Corps and then I looked more and more into it and, you know, the stars kind of aligned, you know, it really lined up to what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to deploy to a disaster. I wanted to, you know, live and work where, you know, the people need you and where the community needs you. So FEMA Corps came across my desk. Um, I jumped right on it. You know, to be a team leader, it, it's, a, it's a pleasure. It's a privilege to, you know, lead a young group of uh, people, you know, into a disaster to try to solve problems. Um, so, I, you know, I've loved it, you know, ever since. We've been, I think I've, me and Ariana have been a part of this for six months now. I think so. So, you know, we're about halfway through our uh, service year. And uh, I can safely say that uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed the experience. So were you guys both team members at one point before the leader role or was the leader role your first role with FEMA Corps then? For me, it was the first role I had with FEMA Corps and with AmeriCorps in general. Um, I just graduated this past May from college and kind of in March got to the point where it was like, oh, yeah, I'm graduating. I should probably try to get a job. Um, and, uh, my background's in public health and, uh, disaster adaptation. So I was kind of looking for something that would be a good intro into the world of federal level emergency management and just stumbled on FEMA Corps. Um, I think it was on USA jobs, honestly. Um, so great resource turns out. Um, (laughs) yeah. And so that was kind of my introduction into it. And, um, but prior to that, I literally had no idea what this program was. I had no idea what, um, even just the entirety of the, of AmeriCorps and triple C had no, had never heard of it. Um, but it's turned out great. And I think it's something that hopefully will be broadcast more to more people across the country. And you guys both mentioned you are essentially halfway through your tenure as FEMA Corps team leads. Um, 
you know, when people when people ask you what some of your favorite moments or what some of your memorable moments have been so far, uh, what would you what would you tell them? I think I could say um, I can give a serious one and I can give a funny one. Um, I think a serious one um, is, you know, as team leaders, you know, we have core members uh, who we manage and who we try and develop. And I think, you know, one of the most memorable moments for me was seeing my core members and seeing my team members um, step up into the role of being program delivery managers uh, for the first time in in the history of the FEMA core program. Um, you know, I am so proud of them, you know, the work that they have accomplished, uh, to see their growth and see their development, you know, it's inspiring to me. It's an absolute, uh, privilege, uh, to be their leader and, you know, they are, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just so proud of them. So that's like a consistent kind of moment for me. You know, I'm a proud dad, so to speak. Um, but on the other end, uh, some of the fun things that you get to do, uh, we got to, uh, me and Ariana, we took our teams, uh, from a road trip from Sacramento California, which is our base camp, all the way to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, so you're going to have some memories uh, on the road. You you know, everyone's in those 15 passenger vans and, you know, you got to learn to make each other laugh to get through it. So uh, definitely road tripping for me. Yeah, um, I think my, I guess, serious memory is very similar to Jack's with the fact that, you know, our members are the first in the program's history to be acting as these roles. And it's a pretty serious responsibility where they are handling applicants' grant applications for FEMA to get the money that they need in order, you know, to fix their communities or whatever's gone on. Um, and so just... I, knowing my core members and knowing that, you know, they were nervous for it, but they were ready to step up and take it on and do the best that they can um, made me really proud as a team leader. And I think that's probably one of the more memorable things was, I guess, f- finding out that we were going to be doing this and kind of getting our thoughts in order about how we felt about it and then actually seeing them step up, take it on and really be pretty fearless about it um, was very memorable. Um, and then as far as good memories, um, yeah, the road trips are always great and there's certainly no short shortage of good memories that come along with it. But I think one of the like really distinct ones for me was, um, when we were stationed in Marshall working on the same disaster, um, just all my core members, I think we were all in one, one of our hotel rooms at one point and they all just kind of dogpiled each other on the bed. Um, and it's just, it's a little thing, but it's, it makes me really happy as a team leader to know that like my team they back each other up, they hold each other up, and they're there for each other when they need to be. Um, and just to see them bond like that, I think, was a really great um, experience for me as a leader. And what's that like? I mean, you're starting out with a bunch of people that don't know each other from different backgrounds, different experiences, all coming together. Um, you know, from your experience, how easy was it to build that team? Um, from my own experience, um, it, you know, it had ups and, ups and downs. And I mean, certainly anytime you're throwing a bunch of people who have literally ne- never met each other and had no idea what team they were going to be on before coming to campus. Um, but I think just, I mean, part of it is just the nature of the program where you, you literally don't have a choice but to spend almost 24-7 with each other. Um, so you either figure out, you know, how to get along pretty quickly or you're going to just keep having problems. Um, and so f- for me, fortunately, for the most part, my team figured out quickly how to get along with each other, but also to learn how to take, you know, how to figure out when they needed time from each other, when they just needed to take a break away from the rest of the team. And all that's perfectly fine. And I think it's it's a really good learning tool for them to figure out, you know, okay, I have to be invested, but 
sometimes you can't always give 100% to, you know, your team or whatever, and that's okay. It's okay to take a step back and, you know, recalibrate essentially and come back. Um, so it's, it can be it can be difficult, I won't lie, um, as I don't think anyone would be surprised to hear that. Um, but just, yeah, through the nature of the program and what it, what it asks of you and um, knowing that that is what is going to be asked of you coming in, it definitely makes a big difference. And Jack, so what are the motivations for a lot of the the folks that are coming in and want to be part of FEMA Corps? Is it the wanting to give back to the community? For, from from your experience, what what have you what have you found? From my experience, you know what I found is that a lot of the core members coming into FEMA Corps are fired up. You know they want to help out. You know the communities that need it the most, and you know majority of the time that happens after a disaster. And you know you. You see it on the news, you know, you see, you know, how disasters kind of play out, you know, the events that uh, unfold and the damage that's done. And if there's any one sole motivating factor that I found is that core members just want to help people and they just want to do the best job that they can. And, uh, you know, as a team leader, you know, once you have core members who come in and who want to join your team and, you know, are fired up and ready to go, in my opinion, you know, that's all you can ask for. Um, so it's it's really awesome to work with them. You know, you see how uh, they interact with uh, people who have been through disasters and you see the empathy and the genuine care that they have for other people. Um, and it's, uh, it's really inspiring. And you guys mentioned that FEMA Corps members can be used in so many different capacities when they're out in the field in, at a disaster. And here in Minnesota, one of the things that they're doing is working in, with the PA program, the public assistance program. But what are some of the, um, from your experiences, what are some of the other programs that often um, utilize FEMA Corps team members um, out, when you're out in the field? So what are, what are some of the more popular ones? Um, well, yeah, so PA being one of the bigger, I think, sectors of what FEMA does by just virtue of that, there tend to be a lot of PA teams coming out of FEMA Corps, but um, we also have teams that are trained in logistics. We have one um, environmental and historical preservation team. Um, we have a couple of individual assistance teams. And even in this office, since we've come back, we have um, two members working in hazard mitigation, one in EHP and uh, one in logistics. So it, I mean, it's, kind of interesting the way that the program works is, um, you know, each team does get their specialty training and whatever FQS they are, are selected for. Uh, so we were both trained as PA teams. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get on a project and be working as a PA team. It really just depends on what the need of FEMA is for that particular area or disaster. And Jack, I'll ask you this question. So, uh, what would you tell people um, who are interested in joining FEMA Corps in the future? If they hear this podcast or they see a FEMA Corps advertisement, uh, you know, what would you tell them? You know, I'd tell them if they want the opportunity to really challenge themselves um, and if you wanted to figure out, you know, who that person was in the mirror that you're looking at, you know, a program like this will really, you know, set you up for that. Um, it's one of the most uncomfortable programs you can be in. You know, you're away from home. You're with a bunch of strangers, you know, living in the same hotel rooms and you're all going to work together and you're working, you know, for a disaster. You know, you're working with FEMA staff. And a lot of the times, I think early on in the service year, I had no clue, you know, what was happening and I had no idea you know, who was what and, you know, what division was this for FEMA? And, you know, you're living with, you know, these people you just met. Um, but through that experience, um, the amount of growth that I have felt myself, 
um, being able to uh, express myself and be comfortable, um, you know, leading a team of strangers that I never met before. You know, if you want to, you know, really challenge yourself, really put yourself out there and really figure out who you are, um, FEMA Corps is one of the best avenues to do so. Is there anything you would add, Ariana? I agree with Jack. It, it is an uncomfortable, it can be a very uncomfortable program um, just for the amount of new that is being thrown at you. Um, but I will say if you are interested in FEMA Corps, just be prepared. It is team-based. It is residential. And it really, you get out of it what you put into it. So if you're there, you know, giving your all every day um, and being willing to work through, you know, differences, whether that's with your own team or just getting adjusted to an office office environment, things like that, then absolutely this is a program that you should look into. And just, I think, the ability to kind of spend a year giving back to communities across the country um, really does make a big difference, I think, in the way that we perceive um, communities that we're not familiar with or just the way that um, different disasters can impact different areas of the country. Obviously, we all grow up in different, very different areas, and what we experience is not necessarily what other people experience. So getting to travel across the country and really do make a difference in those communities, um, really, it's 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 you can't really, I don't know, put that into words, I guess. Um, but it is an incredibly valuable experience. And really, I think it's a great way for young people to get involved um, with giving back. If there's someone listening to this who is thinking about doing FEMA Corps, there will be times where you question why you're here and what the heck you're doing with your life. <laughs> but I will say that, uh, one, overall, it's so worth it. And two, even the you know, not so great things, you can either make a difference in making them better for, you know, future FEMA Corps members or um, using it as um, a development experience. And fundamentally, that is what the program is. It is a professional and personal development program. And you definitely will learn a lot of things about yourself. Maybe sometimes things that you don't necessarily want to learn, but you do. Um, and it's just something that you get to, you know, kind of take with you at the end of the year and think about how you've developed since starting on campus to all the disasters that you work on or all the offices that you get to work with. Um, it's just, it is really something that has a profound impact, I think, on your life. And you get to take that with you and do good with it. And so what are your plans for the future then? And how did FEMA Corps play into it? Um, for myself, uh, I'm currently maybe looking at grad, grad school. Uh, not really sure yet, but I definitely would like to stay with, um, disaster response or emergency management. And FEMA has definitely given me a better idea of what that looks like just on a, on the government side and what the federal government specifically does um, with, with that. Uh, so for me, I mean, working for FEMA would be an amazing opportunity uh, or working for another federal agency that does, uh, you know, disaster response or emergency management. That would also be really great for me. And I can attest to that, too, for Ariana. I mean, she's honestly a rock star, in my opinion. And uh, if FEMA doesn't pick her up at the end of this service year, I don't know uh, what's going to happen there. Um, you know, for me personally, I want to work in emergency management. Um, you know, exactly where, exactly for who, you know, I don't know. Um, and I kind of, you know, I kind of like that a little bit. Um, so wherever I feel as if, you know, the skills that I can present, um, you know, wherever I can give back the most, that's where I want to end up. You know, it could be with FEMA, it could be with the local emergency management agency, you know, who knows, but we'll see at the end of the year. Thanks for staying with us for our bonus episode. We are joined by four FEMA Corps members today discussing their experiences working during a flooding disaster in Minnesota. We are joined by Sam Gavert, 
Ian Shirk, Teddy Daughtry, and Amy Dennison. All right, so I'm here with Sam, Ian, Teddy, and Amy, and they are all FEMA Corps team members stationed in Minnesota. Uh, we're here in Minnesota talking to them because they have a very special mission um, that has never been done before by FEMA Corps. Um, Sam, I'll start with you. Tell me a little bit about why your team is here in Minnesota and what you guys have been doing. Um, we're here in Minnesota kind of to show them what FEMA Corps can do. Um, as you said before, there haven't really been a FEMA Corps team here in a long time. So our goal going into this in our first round and now in our second round is to kind of show them what we can do, um, who we are, and how can we help this program. As you said before, they've never actually had us doing some of the things that we've been doing. So we're taking the role of PDMG work, um, taking the role of EHP and then mitigation. Um, we have people in all of those branches helping, and then we're proving to them how much we can do and what we can handle. And are you guys all working in the PA program then? Yes. Yes. So, um, Ian, tell me a little bit about the, the PDMG role. You mentioned it's a, it's a program delivery manager for PA. So you're working a lot with, um, with the individual communities that, um, that saw damage from the disaster that happened um, last year? Yeah. So we work with uh, various communities in Minnesota, uh, mostly in the southern uh, part of the state. And we're doing the uh, direct applicant work. So they come in and they apply for reimbursement for their projects, for their towns. And we work with a number of them from start to finish. Um, so we do the first phone call, the first meeting, and then we work with them until their, uh, until their projects have been obligated to funding so that we make sure that they get all the help they need to get, which is not a thing FEMA Corps usually does. Before this, I know you guys are about halfway through your FEMA Corps terms. Were you guys deployed elsewhere doing a different job? We were here. You we, guys were here the whole time? Yeah, we've been here the entire time. So you're almost Minnesota residents now. I, yeah, it's cold here. Um, <laughs> no, so our first bikes, yeah, we started out in Bloomington, and then the two teams, we have two team FEMA Corps teams here in Minnesota right now. We split off. One went to Marshall, Minnesota, and then one went to uh, Moorhead. So, Amy, you mentioned that you also are, are working in the public assistance program at this disaster. Um, has it sparked your interest in PA? Is it something that you hope to do in the future, uh, work work with the communities? Yeah, it's honestly really interesting. I think personally for me, my view of FEMA beforehand was more along the individual assistance lines. I just kind of thought about like the door-to-door -door going and helping people get the shelter, whatnot. Um, so I've really enjoyed it from this perspective, being able to work with like the actual townships or the counties. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed that part so far. You guys are basically have been brothers and sisters with each other now for five months. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. So, so tell, tell me, time. tell me about, uh, tell me about how that's, how that's going with your brothers and sisters. Personally, I room with Ian. So I haven't been away from him for probably more than 24 hours <laughs> for a, a long time. Um, we're around these people all the time, every day, for meals, when we work out, when we wake up, when we go to sleep. Um, there's not really much we do without them. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty much like family by now. And by the time we're done with this, I can only imagine how much um, farther along we'll be. Um, and there's just a whole other adventure right there. Um, well, I guess alongside what? Sam was saying, um, you spend like every second together. So it's important that you try to get along, even if you really don't. Um, 
you work together, you like literally have to sleep together, you work out together, you go grocery shopping together. Um, so there's a lot of like forced closeness. I know it was hard for me, like I'm an introvert, but it's really great when you have like people on your team that you actually get along with. From what you know now about the program um, and your future career goals, you know, how does FEMA Corps fit in and, and where do you see your future? I'm straight out of high school, so I took this year as a gap year almost between high school and college. Um, I have no idea what I want to do. Uh, so I'm taking this chance to get some work experience um, before I go to college next year. And then if I do come back and work for FEMA at some point in the future, um, it's great to make these connections and to network this way. Um, but it's it's definitely a stepping stone into something else that I don't really know what I want to do. Um, but it's a great experience, and it's taught me a lot about what a workplace looks like, what it looks like to work with a team, um, and to be uh, a part of something a lot bigger than I am and to work towards that goal. Uh, so I, I graduated college about uh, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. <laughs> um, and I've always been interested in uh, public service. Um, so I thought this would be a good chance to get some experience directly in that field. Uh, and if I get a job out of it, that'd be great. <laughs> I would not be upset with getting a real job at the end of the FEMA core term. Yeah, so I honestly, this has been a great experience for me. I originally, my plan was to pursue a career in FEMA. Um, still a possibility. I'm considering it or going like the military route. Um, but either way, it kind of proved to me that like I could do this, that I could just like up and leave my home and go do a real job, I guess. <laughs> um, and like Sam said, it's been really great to like experience this kind of work environment and make these connections with people here. There have been some really great people. So for me, yeah, I plan on continuing on with FEMA. I kind of view it as I now know that I'm capable of doing the work and if I'm set up in a position to where I can further my life and stabilize myself further from this and I'm already going to know what I'm doing, I don't see the point why I wouldn't. Do you guys have anything individually to add? Uh, well, I definitely think that the partnership between FEMA and AmeriCorps Entrepreneur C is, um, is a great opportunity for people just out of high school or college or who really anybody who fits within the age range who just doesn't quite know what they need to be doing with their lives, I think this is a good way to figure it out. Even if you decide that it's not for you or that you want to go on to grad school or something else, um, it looks really great on a resume and it's a great way to meet people um, both professionally and just to make friendships that'll last. For more information about FEMA Corps, visit careers.fema.gov slash FEMA-Corps. The deadline to apply for this year's class is March 31st. We welcome your comments and suggestions on this and future episodes. Help us to improve the podcast by rating us and leaving a comment. If you have ideas for a future topic, send us an email at fema-podcast at fema.dhs.gov. If you would like to learn more about this episode or other topics, visit fema.gov slash podcast.